0: So we left the very end of Yud Gimel Base, 13b, at the very, very bottom. So we brought a list of the first, of the 18 tagenot Was we're gonna see it's gonna be nine of the first, uh, uh, the first nine things that were established that we passed in Laqbe Shammai. Now the Gimel wants to know, Mantana. So, one of them is that pasli lo metamo. So let me start. There's going we're gonna need a few very important words over here uh, to keep in mind. There's a the difference between making something tame or making something pasul. Making something tame, that means that I'm going to be using corona terms, should protect us. Tame means to become contagious. Con- I became contagious. And then, I can contage something else. That is tame. They have the power to transmit the tuma, not only the object or the person becomes, or the food becomes tame, but also, if it touches something else, also becomes Tami. But the word Pasul means invalid. It got the Tuma, the machla, but won't transmit it anymore. It ends over there. So the, our Mishnah said like this, that if a person ate, and this is rabbinically, I hope you had a time, if not, have a ch- if not you should have a chance to go to page 13 footnote number 35 that gives a very interesting explanation of the different levels but that's one of the main things over there so our, our Mishnah the Mishnah the, no, Mishnah, the, Mishnah, the Gemara brought over here that is one of the 18 Takanot Mishnah Zavin say like this the one that eats impure food and we're going to see there's different levels of impurity. There's first level. So let me compare this to We Chavez. We, ho- we have re- regarding cooking, let's say boiling water, you have a clearation, a clichény, a, ki- a klishlishi. So when it comes to Chavez, depending the degree of heat of the vessel, that we're going to see with further in, sh- in chapter 3rd, th- chapter shlishi. Depending on the heat of the vessel, how much it cooks and how much it doesn't cook. So we all know for Ijo Chavez that already by a cup, which is a klisheni, you can already make your coffee over there. But you cannot put a tea bag in klisheni because it cooks. So there are people, some people are lenient based on the Moshe fashion to put a tea bag in cliché. So you pour the whole water from the urn, which is a klirishon into a cup it's a cliche name, and then you take the cup and you put it it becomes a cliche so the same thing happens with tuma tuma the 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 avi avos is a corpse a dead person is the worst then if a person if a living human being a jew touches that corpse so he becomes av atuma, which is a Degree less. Then, then, if that person that became Abatuma touches something, that something becomes a Rishon. If that something touches something else, it becomes a Shani. And that Shani, if it touches something else, becomes a Shlishi. And if that thing touches something else, that thing c- can become a Revii. Now, Let me add one more thing over here. I hope you're going to keep track of all this. There's the transmitter, the people getting others contaged, as I explained, but there's also the recipient. Not every recipient can get to the level of Cliravie. Not every recipient is so prone, you say, susceptible to become a revi. So let me start now from backwards from revi to Shlishi to Shaini. Depending on the level of the sanctity of something, how, how much vulnerable he is susceptible to become Tame. So only him. only meets of the Corbanos have so much kedusha, and they're so 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 burnable, so that they, they they can get contaged to the level of Ravi. But even in the level of Revi so level of Revi only reaches kochim, and only to become pasul, because that's the end of the line which means you have a meat of a korban that became tame on the level of Revi'i was from person to this to that to that it was, his, was the fourth in line to get contagion so it becomes tame, it becomes pasul but it wouldn't transmit because there's no fifth level yeah. so the maximum you have a Revi'i by kochim becoming pasul. Then obviously by Kochim we have shlishi Sheni variation because it keeps on transmitting now truma truma that only the quantum can eat is not as holy as Kochi. it never gets to revi truma maximum gets to shlishi if truma gets to shlishi it's, it's going to become pasul which means invalid but then truma won't make anything of truma Revi and then you have uh hulin hulin it's um, non-truma normal food that everybody can eat that by the level of shiny gets puzzled. because again less kedusha Less power to transmit and contaminate. So, hulin that became tame on the level of a sheini, like cliché for Chavez. Uh, hulin, non-truma, food that some ingredient touched and became tame becomes pasul, in a level of shiny. Because non-truma, hulin, a won't make a shlishi. So, you have by hulin shiny. By Truashlishshi and by by Kochi Ravi okay now Omishna says that if a person and this is only rabbinically that if a person looking in rashi you have to look at now but in the footnote in page thirteen they bring um, it's um, if you go back to 13b in the footnote number 39 which is in page 13b4 in the footnote footnote number 39 so at the beginning of the footnote says like this according to the Torah a person can only become tame either from Ab Avavatuma, which is the corpse, or from avatuma. Food will never make a person tame. Neither by eating it, neither by touching it. It's only really rabbinical that if a person ate something tame, for him to become tame. The only case that from the Torah, if a person eats something tame, becomes tame they bring it over here, Rashi, when somebody eats a bird, let's say a chicken that, a, a, a tower a cautious species of chicken, but it wasn't shechted properly wasn't the shechita, the slaughtering wasn't done according to Allah became, became a nevela. If, if a Jew is at a neveila of, of a chicken that's the only example that the Torah says he's going to become Tami. But besides that, it doesn't exist. So let's go back to our Mishnah. So the Gemara asks, who is the Tani in our Mishnah that says that if a person eats a food that was level region of Tuma or a food that was level shiny of Tuma, he becomes pasul which means to say that he becomes pasul temu ye lo metamu but he won't uh, if he touches truma he will make it tame which means that uh, is level 1 of tuma What he means is like this: that who is the Tana that holds that if a person that ate something Tami in level Rishon Oshaini, and this person became Tami, like a level of a Oshaini, then if he touches Tuma, then he wouldn't uh, make the Tuma to be Tami. So says the Gemora. Ama Rabba Varhana, this is Rabbi Yeshua. The Gemara is gonna bring a machlikes that in the following, I think is a Mishnah that says the following. none Yes, a Mishnah, this none, Rabbi Elizer According to Rabbi Eliezer, there's a general club. Rabbi Eliezer holds a person that eats some food. He acquires the same level of impurity of the food. So, a oichel oichel rishon. If somebody ate food that had the level of impurity of rishon, he himself becomes rishon. So. So let's review something. If a person is a rishon, if he to- touches food, he makes food to be asheni. So. Everything that can get level of sheni is going to become impure. Now, the oichel sheni, if a person ate something that was level two of impurity, so according to Rabbi he becomes level two. And then, if he touches, he can only make impure things that can go to three and four, which is truma and kochim. Hulin doesn't get level three of impurity. So if a person ate tuma level two and he touches non-tuma like a cookie that is normal, nothing is going to happen to the cookie because Hulin maximum gets level two, doesn't get level three. The oichel shlishi, and if this person ate something that had the level of shlishi, so in the grammar is going to explain which type of food not Truma can have the level of Shlishi which said Hulin never gets Shlishi, how could it be somebody over here eating Shlishi. Then according to Rabbi Eliezer he will become also a Shlishi if he becomes a Shlishi that means that if he touches only Kochim he's gonna be puzzled. Him. Shlishi that touches Truma nothing happens to the Truma because Truma doesn't get to the level, level of Revi, or level 4. This is of Eliezer. Rabbi Oichel Oimer So Rabbi Shua is more lenient that even if somebody ate Tuma in level Rishon, which is the first level, and also the Sheini, and Tuma in the level of Sheini, he becomes a Sheini. So he's more lenient, and he follows this rule that always in Tuma, the transmitter infects something to a lower level. Rabbi is more with that, obviously it's only rabbinical, more stringent, but Rabbi Yeshua says that no, that a person always goes, like normally, one level below. Why somebody that, Eight Tuma or level Shani becomes a Shani that's also only rabbinical because we find that in liquids Hahami made liquids to always be a Rishon we're going to see later in this Gemara why so a food Shani through a liquid can make another food Shani so therefore since we find such a concept that a sheni can make a sheni, that's the only case that Rabbi Yeshua would agree that you can make from a sheni a sheni. So, again, according to Rabbi Yeshua, and this is the answer of the Gemara, the Mishnah that we quoted in the previous page, that uh, in the Takana of uh, Bechamai, whoever eats Rishon or sheni becomes a sheni, is this opinion, it's Rabbi Yeshua. And just to end up, Rabbi Shua also holds shlishi. If somebody eats something, we're going to explain just now, what is tumor in the level of shlishi, then he becomes a shenny Le kodesh. So the, what it means that he becomes a, a second level for kodesh, that if this person touches kodesh, korbanos, those korbanos then uh, become a shlishi, meaning to say they become tame and they have the level of shlishi that if that uh, meat tame touches another meat of another korban also the other one becomes pasul because kochim goes all the way until fourth so a person that ate Ashlishi, he becomes sheni regarding korbanos koidesh to make them shlishi and those to be to make another one the truma but he wouldn't become shiny regarding truma if a person ate impurity on the level of shlishi, then if he touches truma that's it nothing's going to happen to the truma and now just to end up the Mishnah clarifies over there what would be the case that a person ate something impure of the level of Shlishi, because it's not permitted for a person, even a Kohen, to eat either Korbanos Tuma, Tame, or Truma Tame. So, how could be a case somebody over here eating something on the level of Shlishi to, to, to say that he's going to become this? The, the Mishnah ends up by explaining we're dealing with So this is whole, this is neither truma, neither korbanos, normal food, but shenasu al-taras truma, that the koanim would treat this hulin like truma. Some koanim wanted to be extra careful, and not only they ate truma in tara impurity, But even their huling, even their normal food that was not truma, they would also eat it in purity. So what happens? There's another Allah over here that hachami were extra stringent when it came to korbanos. So if they saw that a kohen had some truma, that became Tome, they didn't really check out which level of impurity had this trauma, Because we see that depending on the level, how much you can contain or extend the impurity. So they were very concerned that if a coin is not careful with trauma, then he also won't be able to be careful with kochim, with the corbanos. So they declared. Any level of trauma that touches any Korban becomes a Rishon, without exception. We don't ask the coin, maybe this trauma is Shane or shlishi. Automatically, we say it's a Rishon. So, therefore, we see uh, mo- stringency regarding Kochim. So, that's why when this coin would treat even Hulin in the level of a trauma we will apply the same level of stringency to this hulin that we don't ask which level of the hulin they are. We say this is hulin uh, 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 treated like truma and they became tame, we always consider them like a region so we're dealing over here that uh, this is a kohen treating his hulin like truma and therefore When a person eats this truma, this hulin, they were treated like truma, we consider that they were rishon, and the person that eats it becomes a sheini, according to Rabbi Yeshua, and therefore this person rabbinically that becomes a sheini, if he touches a korban, we said that the korban is going to become a shlishi. But this stringency only applies Regarding touching a korban, meat of a sacrifice. Regarding touching a truma, we didn't de- give this level of stringency. Okay? So. Now, the, the, nada de the Gemora. Shenikosh uh-huh. sheni truma. So, as we explained this was only non trauma shenzual taras trauma. so from here we see that the turn of the previous mission was of yeshua and not of eliezer so now the Gemara is going to start clarifying the rabbinical reasons for all of these nine takanot to uh, that, that make a person in the level of a sheni. The rabbinically. So, going back to this halacha. Rabbi Yeshua holds that the one that eats something that had tumma in the first level, and something had tumma in the second level, he becomes Tami on the second level. So the Gemara asks, Why is the reason that Hachamin gave this person that ate this, a second level of Tuma says Gemora, the Zimnin because sometimes the Achil main if not for this Takana this uh, rabbinical decree and a Kohen, let's say he's, sorry, yeah let's say a Kohen is eating Chulin, non truma but it's tame he can now he Here's how we see Shaves. He's eating his meal and at the same time while we eat we drink. So he's eating the shakil mashkin the truma and he takes a drink wine that is from grapes of truma. So he has in his mouth he's chewing food tame. And now he puts in his mouth at the same time wine of truma. So inside of his mouth, the wine gets in touch with the food and becomes impure. The shadi lefume, and he puts it in his mouth. The pasi and he made that food in his mouth to be pasul, to be impure. And Rashi brings over here a pasuk that the Torah prohibits, forbids a kohen to make food impure. So, to avoid this thing, so, Hachamim said that any coin that eats, uh, as we explain, uh, impure food, he himself becomes impure. Let me remind one more, th- again, this thing. According to the Torah, the coin the wouldn't have a problem eating impure food, because eating impure Hulin, according to the Torah, doesn't make him impure, so he's pure, he's eating impure hulin, there's nothing wrong with it, but because of this concern that he might put wine together, now Hahamim made a decree that eating impure food makes him impure, so now the Kohen, he won't be eating so easily impure food, and even if he does, now he has a reminder that because he's becoming impure, he cannot now drink wine that is pure of a trauma. So they made this takana to avoid this situation. Is it clear? Okay. Let's, these were the first two cases of the Mishnah. Now, the next case in the pre- previous page in the Mishnah was somebody that, the other way around, that he drinks. Impure drinks. Now, what is impure is the wine. So, my why Hamim gave him the Gzeira, Tuma, for him to become impure on the second level. So, the very same thing, says Gemara, Tmeim, because he would permit a person, a coin, to drink wine of Hulin that is impure. So what if he shakil in the truma shadi lefumi? Now, the other way around, he's going to take a piece of challah, that is truma, he's going to put it in his mouth, and now the tamag wine in his mouth touches the impure, uh, the, 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 the impure wine in his mouth touches the pure challah of truma in his mouth, and makes the truma impure, upasile. says, gemor, hainuach? Says Gemara, okay, it's the very same thing. Why did he need to make two Takanas? It's one and the same. Any food, and always drinking is considered eating, makes, that is impure. makes it impure? Says Gemara, no, there was a reason to state the second one. Mother what you could have said, Ha, Shekihiral or Shekihir? No, that a person when he's eating, at the same time that he's eating, Has a sip of a drink, that shachiyach, that happens. But the other way around, that somebody is drinking, and at the same time he's drinking, he decides to put food in his mouth, unless he's drinking tequila and he wants to put a lemon or something. Nobody would do such a thing. So there was room to say, in that case, Hachamin didn't make a takana. It was it was not necessary to make a takana, kamash malan. So therefore. The Mishnah comes to teach us, and actually, in fact, there was a Takana, also the other way around. Okay. We ended this alahas of Tuma and Taira regarding foods and drinks. We're going to come back a little bit, but we got, we're moving to a different topic. The next case in the Mishnah was If somebody went to the mikvah, to purify himself from Tuma, and goes out of the mikvah. And after that, he goes into the bath. He becomes Tame rabbinically, that's one of the takanas. and has to go again back to the mikvah. My Tama gazovera tuma. Why Chachamim is such a for him to become Tame? O'ma amaravasi. bemei mearoiz mechunazim. So initially, besides, the process of Zav, any other level of Tuma, a person can just go to a normal mikvah, that is a body of water that was gathered either from rain or from a spring. So in those days, they didn't have like today such nice and fancy mikvahs, but they, they were just in a cave, where they were able to gather some 40 seah, which is the amount necessary for a mikvah. But then they were shrugin, they, um, they were stagnant, they were was stagnant, and therefore were there fetching. So people, after going out of the mikvah, they would take a shower and go into a bath to cleanse themselves. From the f- fetid watchers of the mikvah. As time went by, itchilo veasum keva, they made this like a custom that was everybody knew to do that. You go to the mikvah and after you take a shower, like nowadays, or take a bath. So gazuch tumah. So because of that, Chachamim made a to say whoever takes a shower or bath after the mikvah. The mikveh doesn't help, and go, it's time again. So the Gemara first clarifies what is this keva, what is established practice, because what was the mistake? People started to say, Lo metiarin, ela helu helu it's not only the mikvah that makes a person tower, you need both, it became a custom. You need the mikvah, and then you need the shower of the bath. little alerobe, Rav said to Abaye, if that is the case, So, according to you, Abaye, let it be like that. But at the end of the day, they're also going to the Mikvah, so what is the big deal? No, it was even worse. People said, no, the tide is not really from the Mikvah. The tide is really from the shower of the bath. That's when it became dangerous. So even though people still used to do both, but some people might have started to stop going to the mikvah because they thought the real taira came from the shower of the bath. So that's why to avoid that mistake, they said, anybody that, that in the... Now, this only applies the very same day, that Hachami said, the very same day that Attameh went to the mikvah and came out of the mikvah and took the bath to or shower, we're gonna see to was a bath, because the shower is the next one. Whoever took a bath after the mikvah, that day in that he went to the mikvah, it doesn't help. He has to go to the mikvah again. The following day, you can take a shower, you can take a bath, no problem. Well, no, the shower is gonna see soon, isn't going to be a problem. You get that? Okay, now the, the, case, the next case, this previous case was only regarding somebody that was tame, impure, and went to the mikvah. Now, the following case is even somebody tower, you and me. A normal person in, which is pure. We spoke yesterday. According to my opinion, is 0.9 liters. According to the second opinion, 1. 8 liters, which is 1.8 liters with almost nothing to take a shower. That's the minimum. So they said, anybody took a shower with that minimum, all the more so with more amount of water, a shower, there is no Water of the mikvah becomes tame. Meaning to say that nowadays all of us are tame, rabbinically, because we take showers. So the ask, My time I and Tuma. Why Hachami made. Anyway, it makes no difference because these devils of Tuma is only to eat Kochim or to eat Truma or to go to the Besamigdash. We don't do any of that today. So it doesn't matter we are tame. But why Hachami made such a fence? says, Gemara, Diloah, Oh, because if they would have not said this, the previous one would have no sense. People would have not kept it. Because people say like this: if a person that is Taor, when he takes a shower, he's also Taor. So why, when I went to the Mikvah, I came out of the Mikvah, and I'm also now Taor? Now I take a shower, I become Tame. What is the logic? So Hamim said across the board, any person taking a shower becomes Tame. So why only precisely a shower? Why not regarding a bath? So look in the footnote number 26. There was the end that in the case of a bath, that concern for the mistaken notion that a bath might be considered the primary factor of the tara, that didn't exist. So that's why you didn't have to, to make the fence that anybody taking a bath, even if he's pure, even not in the day of the mikvah, that he would become impure. Only regarding taking a shower. Now, now the next halacha The safer. Now we're going on uh, a scroll, Torah scroll that touches food makes the food impure on the second level. Why? Initially people, the Keanim, would put in custody, they would uh, store two things that they considered are holy. They had an aron ha for for scrolls of Torah, and in the same aron they would put their, their truma, their food of truma, because they would say, "Oh, this is for holy things." whether it's the scroll, where is the food? They are both holy. Now, Kevan the kechazu, the kechazu leip seida, but Chachamim realized that mice came because of the food. And not only they ate the food of, of a truma, they also ate some of the scrolls. So to protect the scrolls from being damaged, Gazruberaban and Tuma. So Kahamin told people that anything that touches a scroll becomes tame. So look in the fundos, Hajamin could have just said without uh, uh, giving uh, food that touches the scroll a second level of tuma. They could have just make a xera. It's forbidden to store food next to scrolls. It's prohibited. They don't do it. But to make it even stronger by adding this level that makes the renders, the truma, tome, that was a very strong way to avoid people from doing it. Now, the next uh, kind of was uh, that we need to do that any unwashed hands are considered it's called stam Yadaim is considered the second level of Tuma. Anybody that with his unwashed hands touches Truma a second would make us a shlishi would make truma and would make Kochim sacrifices impure. Why? Mibneshadaim Askanyosen so let's go just with the first of Rashi's explanation. Hands are very busy. So, because of that, they become dirty. So, to avoid people from touching and eating Truma food with dirty hands, they made this decree. Now, there's another takana that the uh, Gemara is going to quote. But this ex- extension of a tekana not, has nothing to do, and it's not it's not, uh, not that it has nothing to do. But it's not one of the 18 Takanas. This is an extra one. Tana Aviadim mavois mahmas Sefer Poislos Esatruma. That even uh, hands that touch a uh, scroll. So in the previous Tekana, we spoke about food that touch a scroll, the foot became tame on a second level. Now, there was also another Takana that hands that touches a scroll, they become tame. And that's why we have to be very careful not to touch when we are helping with the glila of the Sifrei Torah, not to touch them. Why? If somebody holds a Torah, a Torah scroll and look in the footnotes, there's different opinions whether it's only a Torah scroll or applies to any other of the books of the Tanakh. We, we apply this stringency to any books of the Tanakh. So he said, anybody that holds a scroll of words of Torah uh, when when it's uh, bare, where the scroll is bare. Nikvararum, that person is going to be punished, that he is going to be buried also bare, without any clothes. Gemora wants to clarify this. Arum Sakaditech is really, could it be such a thing? Elamaravizera, no. Arum beloi mitzvos. No, it doesn't mean bare from clothing, rather, the person is going to be uh, buried bare from any mitzvos. The Gemora still questions mitzvah Could it be that for such uh, a thing he's going to lose all of his mitzvahs of his entire life? ima arum belo oisa mitzvah. No, rather what he means to say he's going to be buried uh, bare from any reward of that specific mitzvah. So let's give an example. Today we give people agva. To raise, to lift the Sefer Torah, which is a big mitzvah. If he's not careful and he ends up touching the scroll, he's gonna lose the reward of that mitzvah. Just to end up this uh, topic, says the Gemara: A gas Now we have two. We spoke about two alachot, two zerot. One that normal hands are considered. T- tame second level of tuma and that's why everybody has to wash their hands before they eat and the second that any hands that touch a uh, scroll they become also tame so says gemora these were two different xeros which one was first Elaimaham maham if you want to tell me that the one that anybody's hands are considered impure that was the first one that was established. So then, let's move just to, to the next page. Kevin, de, um, yeah. Kevan de Beresha, Azulam If we already say that anybody's, anybody's hands are considered tame, so why do we need to tell me that if you touch a Torah scroll, you become tame, your hands become tame? Anybody's hands are already tummy. So the Gemara says, "Ela ach Gazu bereisha." No, so the initial one was that only people that touch a scroll, their hands are impure. But normal people, nothing to do with the scroll, we would assume their hands are pure. That was the initial takana. The other gazur be kulu But then afterwards, they, this is the one of the eighteen that was established. By, by Chama that day, they went up to the attic. That not only hands that touch a Torah scroll, but any hands in general, they are considered tame until the Yadayim. So we're going to continue in page 14b. The next case of the Mishnah is Tvul somebody that had become impure and went to the mikvah. So if you remember, we learned it in Brachos. It's not enough to go to the mikvah. You have to wait until the night three, coming out of three stars to to be taught, uh, to be taught. So the Gemara asks. But this principle, uh, as we learned it in Brachos, is a pasuk So why is it brought up here? A one of the rabbinical decrees. We learned that uh, from this verse. Only after the sun sets and is completely dark, the coming, the beginning of the night, then he can eat truma. So it's not rabbinically. So the Gemara says, you're right, samimika and tvulium. Really omit from this list this case. Next case, the ochlenshin and nubemashkin. And food that became in, in contact with liquids, that the liquids were impure, and therefore they rendered also the food impure. The Gemara asked, which type of liquids? He was dealing in a case with the Sheretz, which is a reptile, one of the eight animals, that if they are dead, and their, their dead body touches a liquid, it becomes impure. says, the Gemara, that is already also from the Torah. They say, any liquid that is being used to drink, if it becomes into, it touches this, any, of, any of these eight animals, when they are there, it's going to become impure. So this is not rabbinically. Rather has to be a different case. So going back to one of the Takano we spoke, that hands that hadn't been washed, they, are, they convey a level of impurity of a second degree. So that's exactly what we're holding over, the, over here. We're talking about liquids that uh, were touched by hands that hadn't been washed and therefore those liquids became impure and then those liquids touch food so they also rendered that food to be impure. And why hahami made such a Takana? is exactly because as uh, so we just saw in the Pasuk, liquids that got in touch with this, one of these the animals become impure, <coughs> so therefore <coughs> extended that also when liquids uh, were exposed to these non wash hands become impure <coughs> and make food impure. Next case, that Kaelin should not move the and utensils that also uh, got in touch with liquid, the liquid was impure, make also these utensils to be impure. So the Gemara in a similar way asks, Kaelin did move the mashkin the they became impure through which type of liquid? In name of the if we're talking <coughs> by liquid that they got in touch with the zav." somebody had this ziva, this emission uh, that rendered him to be impure and then uh, somehow the degree of impurity of this zav made the liquids impure <coughs> and, and those liquids went and got in touch with uh, utensils. The horizon inu, there is, this is also from the third of ziv, the yaroika zav that if somebody uh, under the tomb of ziva spits on, uh, on, on, on a person that is pure, but taor, he makes him impure. Now just to end up this teaching uh, the Gemara just explains a little bit more this Allah, ma taor meisilach. So this comes to include that not only the spit will, re- will render somebody impure by touching it but even just by carrying it even if this spit was inside of a utensil and the person lifts and carries this utensil that also will render the person impure so we see that regarding the Zab liquid that became impure through the Zab also render Kelim impure L. R. 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 Gemara says "Bemashkin beyim hachmas no, this is um, liquid that got in touch with one of these animals that it became impure. So in the previous halacha from the Torah, the Torah only says that liquids that became impure through a sheret, through a reptile that died, make impure foods. Now, kalim vessels, they, they, they are not as susceptible to impurity as food. So according to the Torah, liquids that became impure through Asheret wouldn't render kelim vessels to become impure. So rabbinically, the we, Chachamim we added that. And why did they say such a thing? Zera mishum mashkin desab, in case for people to, um, to render this also impure, just like we saw previously from the Torah, that liquids that were in touch with the ZAB would render kelim impure. So for people not to get confused, they extended that any liquids of impurity would also render vessels to become impure. Now, we ended with all the lists of all the previous uh, alahas that we mentioned in these two pages. You can look in the footnotes, a very nice summary of the cases so far that we, the gamer had explained. Now we're going to take a little bit of a break from these 18 decrees and we're going to clarify some aspects regarding them. So, the one the Gemara is going to clarify is is the one about washing the hands. Says the Gemara, This regulation, this rabbinical decree to wash hands, it really came from Ilel and Shammai, from the students of Ilel and Shammai. So the Gemara says "Shama ve'il." no so the Gemara says it was not the students it really was Shammai and Hillel, the ones that they made such a the Tanya because he's brought in a brisa Yose and Yoser now the brisa is going to list some of the leaders of the Sanhedrin now these names may sound familiar to you they are brought in the first chapter of Pirkeavos. so uh, Perikavos starts with the with the members of the Great Assembly. And then after a few generations, Percavus brings in the first chapter five pairs of the leaders of the Sanhedrin, where the first one was the Nasi, the prince, the leader of the Sanhedrin, and the second one of those pairs was the Abbezin, the the top Dian uh, of the Sanhedrin. So the fourth generation of those, those four, five pairs were Yosef and Yoazer, which was the Nazi, Ish, Tredah, the leader of the city of Tredah, Yosef and Yohanan, Ish, Jerusalem, and Yosef and Yohanan, the leader of the city of Jerusalem. So they, Gazro, Tuma, al they made a takana that anybody that goes, goes outside of Israel, he becomes Tame and when he goes back to the land of israel he is considered as somebody that, that had too much mess that he became in touch with a dead corpse and he needs to, to go through the whole process of quarantine speaking about the quarantine was going on now in the world of uh, the impurity of a dead person and he needs to be sprinkled with the waters of the ashes of the red heifer why did they, this, did they make such a tecana because since people outside of Israel, the non-Jews, they're not careful to bury their bodies, they were concerned that many people might touch, might carry without even knowing uh, some bone, or some part of a dead corpse. By that, be- become impure. So therefore, they extended that anybody, like now was going on in the world, no matter what, whoever comes from outside Israel to Israel, you are considered impure, and you need to go to the process of purity. They are cliffies, and the second takana that they gives me using in was that vessels utensils of glass they can also acquire impurity. The Torah never mentioned those type of vessels regarding vessels that can acquire impurity, and they rabbinically added this type of vessels now. Uh, and two generations after that was Shimon Ben Shetak. he was uh, the leader of the Sanhedrin, Tiken Xuvah I'm, I'm sorry he might have been the Nazi actually, the, the, the Abyssin, there were two opinions. So he added, he actually he made the Takana that a husband has to give a Xuvah to the wife. Now if you look in the footnotes, Actually, the Tekan already existed, but what he did, uh, even according to some opinions, the concept of ksuba, that a husband has to guarantee with a document what would happen to the wife, whether he dies or he divorces her, something is called even from the Torah. And definitely was already before him, but he included or he added that all the property, all the real estate of the husband are a guarantee towards the ksuba. Uh, so, like this w- was more of a protection for her. The Gazar, Tuma, clean mathois, and also he extended the Tuma on, a, on any vessels of metal. The Gemara is going to clarify that aspect because that's already also from the Torah. And then the last thing, the fifth generation, Shama veHilel, Hillel, Gazotuma, halayadayim. So we see that the Takana of doing the tilas to consider hands to be impure it, it wasn't the students of shammai and hillel were the, the rebbes themselves hillel and shammai are, this is the end of the brisa now the Gemara continues. if you mean to tell me what the brisa over here means it wasn't just shammai and hillel was Shammai and all his assistants, and and all his assistants, all their students, they are my they are Shmuel, but listen to what Ravio said in Emo Shmuel. eighteen, the Bar the eighteen xeros rabbinical decrees they made on that day. of Nichleku, and on another eighteen, they ended up with the, with a dispute. Now. Who could have 18 disagreements between the house of Israel and the The Gemara Sun is going to clarify the rebels themselves. Elon himself, with Shammai himself, when they start to disagree in the Alachis of the Torah, they only had three machloikas, three disagreements. The Gemara Sun in the next speech is going to explain they the, the only were arguing in three areas of the Torah, so not in 18. So for sure, when this Mishnah speaks about 18, and one of them is Netilos Yadaim, it cannot be that that, that Shama himself and Yil-Xusel were there. And if you tell me, "Aso inu, gazor litlois," oh, maybe was the difference between what initially. Hillel and Bait, uh, what initially Hillel and Shammai did and what later on the students added so maybe initially when Hillel and Shammai themselves made the decree that everybody has to do Netila Yadayim, so maybe there was only and if they don't and if they touch foot of Truma maybe that Truma becomes not for sure invalid pasul, rather litlot which means suspended. Suspended means uh, you don't burn it. You just leave it over there and it, until it rots, and then you throw it. And later on, maybe what happened that the schools of Shamanil came, the gas throw, and they even made it even stronger. Not only just leave that trauma over there, you have to burn it. But that cannot be. We have Xera san lesreifa Ilfa explained, no, when it comes to the impurity of hands already from the very beginning of the Xera, of the rabbinical decree they had already decided, the hohamim, that you have to burn it so they went to stages, first just to suspend and then later on to burn it Ella, rather we have to say the following Also, you know, so what happened was the following and look, I sent a chart that is just the beginning of, the, of this Gemara and the chart is going to explain later on also more things that Gemara is going to clarify. But initially, Shammai and Ila themselves made the Xerah that everybody has to wash hands and whoever doesn't wash his hands and touches food, Truma, it makes it impure. The Lord gave Luminayu. Nevertheless, the Jewish people didn't accept such a decree. The Asu Talmidayo, and only later on again in this story when the students went up to the attic and they made this Takana, the guys would and again they reinforced or they stated it again and then now the Jewish people in, in, in their entirety accepted this decree. But then the Gemara, is gonna, the Gemara still is not happy with such an answer because the Gemara says well hold on you're telling me the, the Takana the rabbinical decree to wash hands, he started with Hillel and Shammai? The It wasn't them, it was Shlomo Melech. The Amar Rabbi, the Amar Shmuel. Uh, listen what uh, is being taught by a the name of Shuel. So Shlomo Melech and look in the phone of a beautiful explanation why well, it was Shlomo Melech the one that made two important Takanas, rabbinical decrees. One was to make an Eruv, so the famous Eruv that we all know about it, and here in Johannesburg we're all happy to use, to use the Eruv. So the tekana that we need, we need to have and the, the Eruv it helps, was by Nones than Shlomo Melech, and the second one was Netilo's Yadayim. So we see Netilo's Yadayim wasn't by Yilel and Shammach, it was by Shlomo Melech. And just to end up this teaching, so Shmuel said uh, when he made such a takana Yatzabas kol ve'amra, bni, my son, im If your heart is wise, is livi gamani. So also, so to say, Hashem is saying you're gonna make my heart rejoice. And the second verse, chacham bni, So my son is wise, and he made glad my heart. Yashiva churpi davar. And. I will answer something back to whoever disgraces me. So if you remember this Tup-Sukim, uh, again, we're doing over here Shabbos a beautiful uh, review of what we did in brachos. also the very beginning of brachos. Uh, if you remember that the Gemara quoted this verse in page Dalet, uh, amud 4a, regarding David the Melech having a son, Kilav, that he defended him against uh, Ish Boishez or Mephibosh is better to say. So when uh, when David HaMelech had killed they also the Gemara brings this to Psukim how he made him happy. But nevertheless, going back to our Gemara so how can you tell me that this was Hilo and Shammach when we see it was Shlomo Melech? So says the Gemara also Shlomo Kochim, you're right, just to end up and just one one line in page 15 so we really was Shlomo Melech the one that initiated the Allah that people have to wash hands but that was only regarding kochim there was only koyanim that if they didn't wash their hands and they would touch the meat of the sacrifices they would render them impure they also but then later on many centuries after that that's when Shama and El came, and they added that people have to wash hands not only for kochim, but also for truma. And that is what Gemara is speaking over here, that if people don't wash their hands, the koanim, and then touch their truma, they would render it impure. And then look over there in the footnotes, later on was established for all of us even no and even not only for truma, we should all, all wash hands and there was a protection by us also washing hands that also to be sure that the kwanim would also wash their hands.